Assalamu alaikum everyone. I hope you're all well, inshallah. I'm good too, alhamdulillah. Now welcome back to the fourth and final instalment of the Woman of Jannah series, which is about a lady whose story most people know very little and maybe nothing about. Her name is Asiya bint Muzahim, the wife of the pharaoh slash Fir'aun. A very, very courageous and brave woman who braved the face of death for the sake of Allah never turning her back to Allah and never turning away from anything, anything she believed in, even in the face of death. Now her end was coming, she knew her end was coming and she still stuck to her belief and her faith and still remembered Allah. Now. I know I've been gone a very, very long time, but a lot has happened, and although I keep my life private, I will say that it has been very busy. So I won't say the details, but a lot has changed and a lot has happened, but inshallah now I plan to get back to my podcasts and keep being consistent. I have a few written and ready to go. So I will be recording them and posting them weekly or bi-weekly. We'll see how it goes. Let's go to the time in which she was around and talk about her surroundings. Now we don't know much about Asiya and her upbringing or her family or origins etc. But we do know some pieces of information and we know enough to say that she was a brave woman of immense character and iman. It was at the time of Prophet Musa salam, and at that time a very cruel man known as Pharaoh was ruling over the people of Prophet Yaqub who were known as Bani Israel or the children of Israel. Now Pharaoh would treat the people so poorly and would keep them chained and forced to work for him with immense physical labour without gaining much in return. And sometimes they would just work and work and work until they died. He wanted people to obey him and his man-made gods, the statues, the pictures, any sort of depiction that he made or he got made. Now at one point Pharaoh saw a vision as narrated in a hadith by Ibn Abbas that says, Pharaoh saw in his vision a fire which came from Jerusalem and burnt the houses of the Egyptians and all cops, 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 as in um, agriculture and stuff grown, and did not harm the children of Israel. When he woke up, he was horrified. He then gathered his priests and magicians and asked them about his vision. They said, this means a boy will be born of them and the Egyptian people will perish at his hands. This is why Pharaoh commanded that all male children of the children of Israel be killed. Now, although he realized that it made more economical sense for the Pharaoh to make sure that the population doesn't die out, So he decided to kill newborn sons on a biannual rate instead. So one year he would kill them, and the next year he would leave them. Then the following year they'd all be killed, and the next year they would all be allowed to stay alive. 
Because of this policy, Prophet Harun was born safely on a year where the newborn boys weren't killed. However, Prophet Musa wasn't, as he was born during the year of slaughter, during a year where all the newborn boys were killed. Now this resulted in him being hidden. In the Quran in Surah 28, Ayah 7, it says, We inspired for the mother of Moses, suckle him, but when you fear for him, cast him into the river, and do not fear and do not grieve. Indeed, we will return him to you and will make him one of the messengers. So Musa Alayhisselam's mother made a basket for him, nursed him, then put him into the basket and floated him down the river Nile. Here is the point where I will begin my podcast on Asura Now we know about her husband, Pharaoh or Pharaoh, we know about the environment she was living in, and we know about the baby that she would inevitably take to want to raise as her own. Now, Asura was a believer and was incredibly merciful to others, unlike her husband for her own. She was a kind and gentle-hearted woman, again the complete opposite of her own. However, she was also a very sad woman, as she herself was infertile and always wanted children of her own. Now one day, the palace servants found a basket with the baby inside and went to give it to Pharaoh and his wife. This was the same basket that was that was floated down the river by Musa alayhi mother. And when his wife Asiya saw the baby, she held it and immediately felt an attachment and a love for the baby, and tears ran down her face with joy, which the pharaoh had never seen from her before. Now, in the Quran, Allah says, Then the household of Pharaoh picked him up, that he might become for them an enemy and a cause of grief. Rarely Pharaoh, Haman and their hosts were sinners. And the wife of Pharaoh said, A comfort of the eye for me and for you. Kill him not. Perhaps you may be of benefit to us. Or we may adopt him as a son. And they perceived not the result of that. Asura was Musa salam's non-biological mother and because she didn't have any milk for the baby she went a long time waiting on someone who would be able to breastfeed him with, without facing rejection from them. Many, many people could breastfeed other people's babies during that time and probably still do they were known as um wet wet nurses even prophet muhammad had a wet nurse when he was a baby she would feed him and he ended up calling her uh, saying to her you are as my mother or you are like a mother to me or something along those lines so that was very, very common. And because Asiya herself couldn't breastfeed, again, she was looking for a wet nurse, for someone to breastfeed Musa for her. 
And one day Musa Salam's actual biological mother heard the news and showed up. She then became a wet nurse and continued to feed him until weaning. Then she was allowed to visit him after. After all this, we know just about Asiradiolanha's death and how she was tortured and killed by Firan after he discovered that she was in fact a believer and she believed in Allah and not any of the man-made or drawing sculpture depictions of God or any of the gods that the people of Pharaoh believed in. None of that. She believed in Allah and so she was tortured to death. Although there are some details on torture she faced before her death by in in some places and by ear, I've heard that sort of stuff. I won't be going into the details because I haven't been able to find any of that information myself. It's confirmed that he killed her, but we don't know the details of how the torture and all that stuff. Well, I personally haven't been able to find it, so I'll skip that information because I don't want to share stuff which I have no reference for and stuff that I um, can't find any reference for, really. I don't want to spread any misinformation, so I won't be sharing that information. But I can say that the story of Asura is a story of resilience and strength. And it shows us that even in the face of death, you shouldn't be scared. As long as you believe in the truth and you believe in Allah and you believe in your Creator, he, you will always be in the right and He will always be on your side. Yes, Asiya was tortured and killed, but she died in such a good way because she believed in her Lord and her Creator and she was granted paradise confirmed from Allah for her suffering. It's a story that teaches us to never leave our faith even in the face of death. As we have the most just Lord, Allah the Lord of everything from the smallest ant to the entire universe and beyond. He is in charge of us and our affairs, so keep your faith in him or him and him alone. He is the most merciful and he knows what we deserve in this life and the next. And I'll leave you with a quote. I know this was a short episode, but we don't have much information on her and her life. We just have the story of her adoption, her adopting Musa Islam as a son, and her being killed for being a believer. We don't know what happened in the middle, but that's all we know. And it's a very impactful story as it teaches us so much. Now, I'll leave you with a quote for when you don't know where your life is going or if what you're going through is too much to bear. Allah says in the Quran in Surah 8 verse 30, And when those who disbelieved plotted against you to restrain you or kill you or evict you, but they plan and Allah plans, and Allah is the best of planners, 
So all I can say is have some faith and stay firm through all of your trials as Allah is just and he is in control of everything. So there is no point in worrying and stressing on what's to be. Just have faith and remember the story of Asya radiallahu Even in, in fear for her life, even in the face of death, she never backed down, she never turned around, she never claimed to be a disbeliever. She stuck to her belief. She stayed true to her thoughts and her belief and she died on the side of truth. Now that's all for today's episode. Do tune in for the next one. Inshallah it was beneficial and I hope I didn't start wrangling again. (laughs) I tried to keep it short and keep the rambling to a minimum because there's not much information for this for us here so I tried to keep to the main points for this one and minimal rambling so yeah you can follow me on Instagram with the same name if you want at Fora Talks with three S's and do follow me on Spotify if you enjoyed my podcast and yeah I'm not this I record better. I've just forgotten how to do it. So, inshallah, by the next episode, I'll be speaking smoother and recording better. But yeah, I've, I just need to get used to it again. It's been a while. And your support really means a lot to me. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who listens and who shares. Because I try to share all the things I learn and all the things I... I'm learning along the way. Now for now, assalamu alaikum.